This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Aetherite Radio. We haven't even started and we have a hype train here on Twitch. Thank you so much, everybody, for the subs. We appreciate it. Uh, so, again, welcome to Aetherite Radio. This is uh, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm FusionX. Joining me today, we've got Zanidra, we've got Anonymous, we've got Rook, and joining us today, we also have Lemon Drop from Recipe Reborn. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, so real quick, a uh, couple tiny bits of news. Um, obviously, um, since our last episode, we've re- redone the website. Um, so when you go to the site, uh, things will look a little different. Um, we have been working on this for just over a year now. Um, it's one of these things where it's just, it's, there's a lot of stuff (laughs) going on behind the scenes. Um, we've got dark mode now, um, we've got leaderboards. Um, we also have our new thing. And I think we did touch on this, uh, maybe about a month or so ago. Um, what we're calling gamer escape plus, um, which is a way for you to support the site. Uh, but also not have to deal with ads. Um, and if you join that, you also earn points that you can redeem for physical items. So make sure to check that out, uh, gamerescape.com slash subscribe for more information. Um, so that is that. Uh, lyrics are out for Endwalker Footfalls. If you have not checked those out, please do so. Uh, it's super hype. The music video is out now for, for Endwalker. Uh, the vinyl is out. Can you the, find all of the Easter eggs? The EP is out now for, for Endwalker and Endwalker Footfalls. It is great. Soken made a silly tweet. Like, it's great. Everything is like full hype swing now. Um, so make sure to check all of that out uh, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, and I think that's really the bulk of, of the news for this week. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to get into it. Let's talk about food. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, we, we we planned this originally. We were going to do this last week, and then the 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 date on the cookbook kind of got ninja'd back. We're like, oh, I guess we'll, no one will have it by, for, for last week, so we'll move it. Now we'll talk about it, because we have it. So, um, Final Fantasy fourteen, the ultimate Final Fantasy fourteen cookbook, which is backwards on my camera. Thank you so much for flipping the camera <laughs> Discord. Uh it is oh, now dang, out. I didn't bring my copy. Everybody else has their own hand. So, I don't wait. have a sticker. How come you guys have a sticker? You don't have a sticker? You don't no. have a, back, a backwards officially licensed? Okay, just, <laughs> just pretend sticker. you're holding this one. Just there you go. I'll hold this one. Thank you. you, yeah, you yeah. One. Just, I'm just, actually you, hanging out you're, with you're Lemon Drop to, today. Your so cams right are next to each other. Lemon. So if yeah. you just if you just reach your your hand over a little bit, go go the other way. And this just pretend this is your hand. You're like, hey, look. Just hold this. <laughs> um, there you go there you go yeah it's, it's, it's kind of funny so i i actually ordered uh the gamestop version um and then gamestop sent me the shipping email and was like hey so you'll have it monday and i was like oh <laughs> okay so we did some behind the scenes things and you know i got a couple recipes from some people and then i'm like but you know what i might want a copy if we're going to talk about this today, if I need to like reference something. So I actually overnighted this from Amazon. It was oh, did you? This morning. Yeah, I got lucky. That was it wasn't even an option until yesterday. So I got I got real lucky. So I, I used that. Good for you. 
this morning uh, made some of the uh, honey muffins. Uh, my first time baking ever, so that was that was interesting. The kitchen hey. is a mess now. Amazing so. ever at all? Ever you never first baking clear? I don't cook. First year bonus. You are talking to a person that has, <laughs> and I, I'm being honest here. I have ruined Easy Mac. Oh, Easy is in the come, name. Let's be honest. Easy Mac comes ruined. <laughs> That's not food. I mean, Fusion, you have to start somewhere. It wasn't so long ago (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I myself, you know, a handful of years ago was ruining like jar pasta, pasta sauce with just pasta. And now I can cook things pretty well. Um, For the most part, I feel like I could cook things pretty well. Although baking is in and of itself its own beast. So I'm actually really proud of you for doing baking. I I, I used to joke that I I could make a mean frozen pizza. And if, if we don't have frozen pizza, I know how to open a mean DoorDash app. So, uh, yeah. Is, I boil is... a mean water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot even, because you tackled a recipe that I was actually surprised you were going to tackle. And it looks <laughs> yeah, like it turns out I, well. I, like, it was, it was kind of a joke at first because I thought it was going to go like really bad and I was like <laughs> I've got all the ingredients for Lano say and toast here we're just going to pretend this didn't happen at all it, it, actually, it, it was okay. it was funny I had all the ingredients and my, my plan was to make the uh, the honey muffins last night and so I had everything ready but I was also like trying to get work done because I had a deadline so it's like nine o'clock I'm like you know what I'll do I'll just I'll do it in the morning it's fine and then like an hour later I see Moose tweet that he's just now starting to make cheesecake I was like oh my god yeah it was a night <laughs> project <laughs> I'm very lucky in that um although I feel pretty confident in cooking most stuff right What I wanted to do actually was the lemon waffles because, I mean, maybe a little bit in honor of Lemon Drop because you're here with us today, but also because (laughs) my partner is actually incredible with making waffles and I am terrible. Like, I get so nervous about baking. Like I said, I can look at like any other kind of recipe at this point and mostly feel okay. But when it comes to baking stuff, I get nervous. So I was like, I want to try waffles because they're sort of baking adjacent but i know there's somebody here who can definitely make them if i mess them up so the night before i was sitting there like oh what are we going to do tomorrow and uh, bebop had the foresight to be like why don't we make the lemon curd tonight and then it can sit and then we can do the other Mm. stuff and i went oh i didn't even think of that so we made curd last night I know. It was my first time doing anything like that. I learned a ton about like how to be really careful that the egg doesn't cook and all kinds of stuff. Like I was so nervous this card was going to mess up. But Moose, much like you, it actually went really smooth and I think it turned out really tasty. I only understand uh, your, your pictures of the lemon waffles. I, hey, did you make it extra pretty? I tried. It was. <laughs> I tried to make it pretty, but also um, we actually busted out a pipe, like a pipette, to do the whipped cream um, <laughs> because we have those again, not because I use them specifically, um, but because Bebop is really good at baking. Um, so we like tried to pipe the whipped cream on, but then I was trying to drizzle the lemon over it and then it melted some of the whipped cream and I went, I should have seen this. I should have seen this coming. <laughs> and so it kind of turned into like a beautiful mess. But I think it was more delicious because of that. Um, you know, it just it's it's just tasty. It's just tasty overall. The, the waffles maybe got a little soggy because I went a little ham. <laughs> <laughs> Messy food does have that 
quality to it that you're like, yeah, I'm going to destroy this with my mouth right now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really. <laughs> you at, know what it, I mean? At the end of the day, it's all going down the same hole. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> true. True, 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 true. As soon as I, like, tasted the batter for the cheesecake, like the cheese souffle, I knew, like, everything was going to be fine. Because no matter how bad it went in the oven, I could still eat it. Like, no one had to see the last <laughs> few pictures. I could just, like... Because I was, I was just like, I had the spatula and I was just eating every, every drop of batter that didn't go into that pan. It was delicious. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I oh, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I, I, I was, as mentioned in chat, I tried to make a cheese souffle on stream not too long ago, but it was during a time period when my oven was broken. And so I was Ooh. using a small convection, like a tabletop countertop convection oven and it really didn't work out, which is funny because I've actually made that style of cheesecake before in the current oven that I have, which at the time was broken, and it turned out fine. So, you know, <laughs> sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, maybe maybe you're just naturally good at baking. So good for you. It's it's a tough one, the the souffle style cheesecake. I was I was so, so close. Like there were a couple of times and I'm like, this is the part I'm worried about. And I kind of skated through <laughs> it. Okay. And I'm like, cool. I've got enough experience now where I think I could replicate this. And then kind of right at the finish line, I was a little too anxious to check on whether water had um, come through the tinfoil because I had to use two sheets. Uh, and that led to it cooling a little faster than anticipated. And so it shrunk a little bit. And so it didn't have the full jiggly wonderfulness mm -hmm. that it was supposed to. But I think I've learned enough to nail it next time. I think you the can feel good about what you've done because you yeah. made a souffle and I made dango. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, dango is also in and of itself something that like if you're not familiar with how to make that, I mean, it's still just as daunting, to be honest. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's... It's nice, though, because a lot of these foods, I do think um, there are so many other resources that if you're looking at them and you're kind of nervous about it, or like even if you look at the recipe, and I mean, honestly, I would say even a lot of the ones that they had marked as like medium level difficulty in the cookbook, if you There's are a not- difficulty someone... marking? I didn't even look. There <laughs> is. There is a difficulty that. marking. Yes. They have a little list of what the difficulty is. And I would say that like mm. medium up, at least from what I was looking at, would probably be for people who are like familiar with cooking. Like even some of the medium recipes, I was like, that would, I don't know if when I started cooking, I would be able to do that. You easy. know, like, mm -hmm. yes, like some of them are easy. Some of them are. But um, the great thing is, is that actually this was, I have to give so much credit to my partner today because my partner just is great at this stuff and knows a lot of resources. But, um, you know, when we were looking at making the waffles, for example, uh, they went, hey, let's pull up Good Eats. And we watched the episode about making waffles. Or like, you know, things like that, where if you're looking at oh a God, food, you were prepared. I mean, I learned a lot, honestly. And I, like I said, I feel pretty comfortable with most general cooking recipes now, even if baking is still kind of nerve wracking to me. Um, I ruin like cookies. I ruin any, I just destroy baking. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. I think it's because I'm one of those people that tends to like to kind of eyeball things or like, I'm going to sprinkle in this or a dash you of that. A fancy one. I know, of course, Lemon did. They look beautiful. Um, so, like, I feel okay with most recipes, but if you are looking at some of these and you're going, you know, like me, you're nervous about baking or you're not sure about something, there are like a ton of great instructional things out there. Oh my gosh, go watch Lemon stream, ask questions, like, while Lemon is cooking something. Like, there are so many great resources to 
set yourself up for more success. Or if you're okay to fail, that's fine too. I had a lot of people come into chat even yesterday who were saying that they wanted to start out. I was like, have you ever baked? And they went, no. And I went, what do you think you're going to start out with from the book? And they went, I'm going to do the um, Minstrel's Ballad Extreme. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do, do the croissants. And I was like, oh, buddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. You in three days. <laughs> I love that that's you're how they phrased it, them for a while on that. <laughs> know, here's the one you could do without too much trouble. And then here's the one that is themed in the game that you are playing to kick your ass. It is in phases. The book actually has phase one, phase two, like a fight. I thought that can, was cute. Can that. confirm for first time bakers, honey muffins aren't too bad. <laughs> good, good to know. The dongo. I haven't had a chance to. I haven't had a chance to look through the entire book yet. Uh, I received it on this Tuesday. Received it on the Tuesday. So that was that. No, that wasn't the day it was released, was it? Oh shoot, I forgot. I days. Think it was. What are days? I no, think it was. It was the day it was released. I I received mine on the Thursday. I received mine ah. on Thursday. I was I was mistaken. So I haven't had a chance to like go through everything and like read it all. Um, I've seen a lot of like tweets about it, and I I know the author of the book. She she streams on Twitch. Um, it's Pixelated Vika. I can. Am I allowed to link in the chat? Uh, or maybe you may not have that option. Let me see if we can. Anyway, I'll continue what I was saying while yeah. while I I find the link. Um, I know the author of the of the book. She's done many different fandom cookbooks before. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh no! It did my my clipboard failed. My clipboard clipboard failed. Mm. I might not be fast enough. Trying to do too many things at once doesn't work. I do see. Uh, <laughs> while we're looking for that, who asks in chat? Like, here we go. What else is particularly Final Fantasy about oh, it? For those don't have it yet. Okay. The the cookbook itself, I'm guessing, is what you're what you're asking about. Um, I mean, they themed like all the recipes are recipes that I believe are like craftable yeah. items in game. So there is that. Um, they also went through, which I thought was really cute, and we can talk more about this later because I want Lemon to be able to finish your thought. Um, but they themed, you know, all the different things. Like you get a little blurb about, you know, a couple of the characters that you encounter in various uh, crafting. Uh, beast tribes and stuff like that as they tour the world and they sort of discuss either the characters or places or the regional kind of context of these different foods, which is really neat. Um, there were a few iconic recipes that weren't in the book that I was surprised about. Only a few? A lot, maybe. Look, but, look, I mean, do we do we really <laughs> want to eat Archon Loaf? Yes! Maybe. <laughs> no. Are you kidding Just me? My cat's dying for Archon Loaf. I'm going to do it after after Endwalker is out and I know what ingredients exist in Charlayne. Because I was planning to do it at a certain, like, a follower goal. And I reached the goal before Endwalker came out. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, make a food. Like, speculatively make a food. You know what I mean? Like, I could just make one with, with no reference. But, um then Endwalker's going to come out and there's going to be like a certain type of fish that like exists right outside of Charlayan that I wouldn't have known about until, unless I waited. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm planning sense. to do it. I do have some ideas. I've been talking about it with my chat and pe people want to eat it. Like don't, 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 don't underestimate <laughs> the curiosity of people. <laughs> yeah. People, people do want to know. People do want to know. But what I was saying about the, about the book is that, um, uh, yeah, so it's it. The author, her link is right there in the chat, so you can click on that link and click follow. She has been making her own recipes on stream in the past week or so, and um, 
She also has made other cookbooks, uh, the Street Fighter cookbook, the Fallout cookbook, the Destiny cookbook. Uh, So this is the fourth like official fandom cookbook that she's that she's uh, written. And to answer the question about what makes it specifically Final Fantasy, there is flavor text. It's written from the perspective of two different characters that are in the game that are in the game. And um, I won't spoil it, but there there's flavor text on every recipe um, to describe their journey through food in, in within the realm of uh, Heidelin and Norvrant. It's so it is, it's very cute. Even if you're not into food, it's still got, it still has some enjoyment for people who aren't going to cook. Yeah. There was also two, and I, I forget the, the dish, but there was one dish too, where the, the flavor text was like, Oh, so like, this is, this is what Emmerich keeps serving when the warrior of light comes over to eat. And so it's like, okay, now we know. <laughs> there were so many cute little things like that. I mean, when you think about food, food can tell so many different stories. It can tell the story of like a people, a culture, a region, resources, a time period, right? Where certain ingredients were available that may not have been or, you know, were more limited in different ways. Um, It can tell you so much about people and what they particularly love and or something about their personality as well. Like when you think how many times if you ask somebody like, what's your favorite flavor of X or, you know, what's your favorite food? It's such a convenient icebreaker because it usually tells us a little bit about somebody and what they enjoy. Right. And I think a lot of the recipes have these little tidbits. Um, so I made the lemon waffles, but the other thing that I made was the, uh, espresso campana, which is Ishtola's apparently drink of choice, particularly when she goes to visit Matoya, she sits and studies and drinks it. And like, even as I was drinking it, I went, this is such a good pick for her. It's a little sweet and very bitter. And I love like the combination, (laughs) you know, I was like, this is such like, this is something that I could totally see. Um, and given the context of Sherlion and the idea too, you know, you're powering yourself through, you're getting some energy, you're staying awake for a late night, or I just, I think there's so many little things that they did like that in the book. There's even a detail about like Alfano and Alice fighting over pizza slices, um, because apparently they both love eating pizza. There's a devastating entry about Knight's bread, which was apparently Horshafon's favorite bread. And uh, you can just read that entry if you want to cry aside a little bit. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different like little details in the book that I think even if it's not, you know, literally a lore book, it gives you a little bit of appreciation for the context of those recipes. Yeah, it's it's written from the perspective of being within the universe. It's not mm-hmm. outside of the universe commenting on the universe. It's cute that you say um, Shola's drink fits her. I made uh, also the X-Potion, which is what I just drank a little bit of. Um, and that's the Uriange entry. And... This does feel like Oriange. Like it's got lavender and honey and citrus and gin. And that seems very Oriange to me. <laughs> Oriange is my favorite character. And I yes. did look at that. And lavender and honey. I just, I recently bought some, some bath bombs, some lavender honey bath bombs. And you also said citrus. <laughs> I am citrus. So it, it, it works for me. It's, it's go, doing a lot. It's doing a lot. It's doing a lot for me. <laughs> Uh, I had a journey trying to find lavender anything. Um, Mm. I I already had these bottles in my house. So I was like, I have to make the X potion. That'll be great. I can have the little X potion at any time. Anybody says a bad joke, I can drink some X potion and refill my HP. But uh, so at first I was like, maybe I could just find the lavender syrup already made. Because that to me made more sense. Like they would just have lavender syrup somewhere. No, 
I found dried lavender before I found lavender syrup. So I made the lavender syrup. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, that's cool. You did that. I mean, I'm surprised, honestly, because it seems like a lot of cocktails and things now have been experimenting more with like lavender flavors. So I would think there would be, yeah, like some lavender, you know, extract or things like that that they would have that you could just use for things. Um, I mean, that's awesome that you made it from scratch, though, honestly. I was a little scared, but also like adventuresome because I don't really like lavender scents, but I was like, maybe it'll taste different. I'm I'm pretty good with the taste. It's all right. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if like I a like a beverage depot or something would have stuff like that. Maybe. I was just. I was just gonna say. Yeah. The. I recently went to the the liquor store. Um. I went to go run an errand last weekend that didn't turn out. So I went to the liquor store. To <laughs> make myself be better. I was to like, make yourself oh, feel really better didn't after turn the out. errand this didn't, didn't work. work out. I'm gonna go get some booze. So I went to the liquor store and um, they had lavender gin. I think, and I was like. Hmm. Maybe, but I didn't. I didn't buy it because I was just I was looking for something comforting and and I needed to console myself, so I didn't want to get anything new. <laughs> well, the nice but thing I is the nice thing is is that now on raid nights, if it seems like Zen's performance is getting progressively worse and worse over the night, I can just ask you like, how much high potion have you had tonight? <laughs> and I think it'll. Oh, it'll I don't know what I can say in return, Rook. If my healer was healing me, I wouldn't have to take a high potion. Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't come here but, to really attend. No, <laughs> but I would never say that because my healer is excellent. Oh, thank you, Seth. <laughs> oh my you gosh. Nothing down. Talk, talking about odd, odd flavors of, of, of drinks and stuff. I saw an ad. This is slightly off topic. Uh they have Arby curly fries flavored vodka now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I saw that in the movies. That was a thing that, that somebody decided yeah. to make. Okay. Why? <laughs> they also have gingerbread you know Mountain Dew. They they have already made savory flavored vodkas. Uh, they have like chili vodka, things like that. So while I'm not really hype about French fry flavored vodka, I could see where they're coming from. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I do love they, curly you know, fries. <laughs> they both yeah, relate to they both relate to potatoes. Kind of. mm. You said curly fries, and I was like, oh, yeah, wait, tell me more. And then I was like, vodka. Oh, <laughs> now, I do have a question, um, and this is something, because I know, so Moose, obviously, uh, you dive and join us a lot of times for our lore episodes, right? So the lore component of things. And I actually think this is something that I've always loved about the content you do too, Lemon, the fact that even like you were talking about with Shalayan, trying to create flavors or palettes that make use of things that are roughly the equivalent or as close as you can possibly get to what would actually be regional ingredients and or stuff that would be found or is established as being found in the game, right? Um, I'm curious, from both of your perspectives, did you feel like the maybe realization of the lore element within this book, the ingredients used, the stuff they substituted, um, even those, like that, those first couple pages that had the regional blurbs where they were talking a little bit about the food of each region, did you feel like overall that gave you enough to dive into? Do you think maybe it could have been more robust? Were there certain things that stood out? How did you feel about it overall? Who goes first? You can go first. You can go first. Okay. Um, I think the word I would use kind of is, is charm. There's a certain attention to detail to it that is very, very charming. Um, where there could have been substitutions that would have been easy and they didn't take them. Uh 
and there could have been things that because it would have lowered kind of the quality and the experience and made it maybe a little less faithful to the game um so i appreciate that like uh, I, what's one i could open let's say like the crimson cider like it's really going to make you go get low quats and pink peppercorns and I, there's so it's like there's an attention to detail to it that's very very charming and it's if if not literally lore accurate to the game it is at least tried to keep the same spirit where it can and the same feel where it can um the the crimson cider actually has an all amigan version and a doman version I like which i thought was really cool <laughs> um so i think like even where it's not like literal stressing about the content of the text in the game where you know you have to you know use all the ingredients from the synth even when it's not doing that I think it's going out of its way to feel right and be in the most important part being in the right headspace. I also really liked how uh, in certain recipes, they use other recipes. So like when you yes. make Lenotion toast, they refer to walnut bread. Walnut bread, yeah. I recently did that on stream with, with my own version of that. And uh, yeah, it's fun to do that. I actually made like four, three or four. I had several streams. Like I, I had a stream where I made the walnut bread and then I made basically every recipe that used it. And it's fun to do that because not number one, I'm a food nerd and I don't like to waste. So <laughs> I was really I was really excited to, you know, continuously use the bread over multiple days and put it into other recipes and see how it fits within the within within different cuisines, because Lenotion toast and the um, the Bismarck sandwich, they both use it. Uh, and those are both Lenotian foods. Uh, but it's also in the Alpine breakfast, which is an Ishgardian food. And it's also in the uh, gourmet lunch, which off the top of my head, I can't remember if there's a region associated to that. But uh, it's interesting to see it pop up in, pop up in different places to, to see how things are shared. Different ingredients are shared across different types of cuisine because that's parallel to real life. That's it's real. It's realistic. Yeah. And it makes the world and the universe seem more immersive and believable because it, it parallels real life. It's also a great way to if you're like looking for I mean, again, if you're somebody who's shopping on a budget or you're not really familiar with cooking or, you know, stuff like that, there are ways that you can try to cook. Like you were saying, Lemon, reusing certain elements or, you know, it can be much easier sometimes if you're like, hey, there is one thing that is shared between these recipes and I want to make multiple things. But I also don't want to buy like an entire bag of, oh, gosh, beet sugar was one of the things in these recipes. Right. It was like beet sugar. And I was like, oh, well, I'm curious about trying that because we like to try different, you know, substitutes or different things. But I was like, are there other things that I can make that would make use of this so that it's not like I've bought this bag and then I just, you know, made one recipe and then I'm like, OK. So when I was looking at those, I went like, oh, hey, well, there's this whipped cream that you can make in both of these. Or like you were saying, there's this bread that you can make in both of these so that you're kind of like you're getting to experiment with more stuff that's in the book. But I think it also can be a little bit more like economical for you or even just energy wise economical for you if you don't really know if you can handle prepping and preparing five different things within the span of like five days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like to beet beet sugar is common. Like you can use beet sugar in place of any sugar. Most like depending on where you are in the world, beet sugar is just sugar. That's where the sugar comes from where you are. Um, in some places, you know, like in the in the the southern hemisphere and like around the equator, it's usually sugar cane. But um, 
they can be used interchangeably. So in that case, you don't need to worry about it. You can just put it put it in whatever baked good you have, and it's 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 going to still work. So you're good. You're good, Rook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I tasted it. I was like, oh yeah, it just tastes, you know, fine. And like, I think it's the rest sugar. is it's sugar. Like the same with they had us use oat milk and stuff like that. And yep. honestly, I did appreciate a lot of that because like here we've also been recently trying to do like slightly more healthful, mindful cooking and um, cholesterol conscious as well has been a big thing for us is because we're old. We're becoming old people here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like these were things that we had How to do. You? <laughs> like these are things we I'm had to do. I'm in this photo and I don't like it. <laughs> for our health which never was something I would have said in college when I was eating buffalo wings every single day of my life from the shop that I liked. <laughs> so now that we're doing things more healthfully, um, I did actually really appreciate that. And they also, in the book too, even in the back had some like substitution uh, suggestions and things, you know, if you're trying to cook meatless or if you're trying to substitute different things, um, you know, you can put this in instead of that. Um, or even listing on the recipes themselves, like, is this dairy free? Is this gluten free? Is this, um, which I thought was nice for people who maybe have those same considerations or are just really old, like I am. Uh <laughs> well, I, I, not too long ago, I made the oven meatballs and I don't eat beef. Uh, so a lot of times when I am trying to find uh, an ingredient that would work in place of ovim, which I think in game is more closely looks like a goat. Um, I'm using lamb a lot, but, uh, and I love lamb. Lamb's great. I can eat lamb, um, but it's expensive. So yeah. when I did the oven meatballs, I used Beyond Beef and it was great. <laughs> it was amazing. It turned out fine. And I... the texture was good. The flavor was good. And I didn't have like, yeah, Beyond Beef is a little bit more expensive than just buying ground beef, but it's less expensive than buying lamb. So plus it's plant-based and I had no complaints about it. It tasted great. It worked fine. And it was easy for me to get. Uh, my local grocery store has it. Um, sometimes my local grocery store doesn't have ground lamb. Um, but I've, I've said this many times. My local grocery store is a budget place. So if I need to buy ground lamb, I have to go a little bit further out of my way. But um, if I want to just walk and find something easy beyond beef is, is a great option. And for things like Musaka, which is in the game, or Jamal Musaka, or like Shepherd's Pie, I think uses antelopes, which is a little confusing. Why is it called Shepherd's Pie if it has antelopes in it? But that's a different conversation. You know, those kinds of things, ground meat, like you don't have to use meat. You can, you can use, you can use poultry, you can use Beyond Meat, Beyond Beef, and it works. It's still good. Maybe there like is... Being... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, maybe there's an antelope shepherding. Maybe there's like antelope herding yeah. that we didn't know about that's canonical to Final Fantasy fourteen. Perhaps now maybe Moose can tell us, are there any antelope yeah. shepherds that we don't know about? <laughs> Please inform me because I name? like... I, <laughs> you what know, are the just names like, of the antelope shepherding? Don't you have, the, the don't you have that in your, in your encyclopedia head? Isn't that in there? Most, I don't expect you to know off the top of your head. Most of most of the antelope related lore in my head is like, hey, did you know there used to be a system where they would run away from you if you got close to them and they just got rid of it. And so now that's like it overpowers all of the other antelope related lore, I think. If we ever go that's to the new tidbit, world, Koji, Koji's going to be like, we need an antelope shepherd. What? Why? The cookbook. We need to make <laughs> sure that this is solid. We can't. <laughs> I'm sure there's an antelope farm somewhere. 
Uh, like there are shepherds oh. in the game. Like there's lambs. There's like the little lambs, yeah. the little cutie lambs, the floofy. You know, you get the fleece from it. Well, why? I don't know. It, there's plenty of inconsistencies like that in the game that I have come across many times. And not only that, there's inconsistencies across language. Uh, the difference between like um, the English localization of the descriptions of each recipe are not consistent across all languages. And um, the ones that I find, the ones that I find have the least amount of detail are the Japanese ones. <laughs> they're the most, they're they're the most bare bones. And then sometimes the French and the German ones will be sort of parallel, but not quite. Oh my gosh! And it will, like the English one might say, like say for I think the wa- the lemon waffles is a good example of this, where the lemon waffles description says that they're baked. Which you don't bake a waffle. <laughs> you don't bake a waffle. Um, but if you read the French description, it doesn't say that. And if you read the German description, it doesn't say that. So there's hmm. plenty of room to interpret, you know, what's going on in the game. There's lots there's lots of space for creativity. Um, and I think I think that kind of I think that sometimes when there's too much limitations, it's a little bit hard. Like some limitations are good for art. But too many limitations is bad. <laughs> so it's it's sometimes I try to find like extra details where I'm like, why is th- this this recipe is kind of bland? Like there's not really a lot going on in here. Maybe I can learn something more by reading the Japanese description or by reading the German description or by reading the French description. And I only have some advantage in that by speaking French. I'm Canadian. I grew up speaking French and did most of my education in French. So I can actually read and understand those, but the other ones I have to use Google Translate. So it's it's useful just 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 to have like a little bit more information, just a tiny little bit sometimes. Because even just one little piece of information can put you on a path of an idea that uh, you didn't have before. So it's useful. Lots of research to reading though. <laughs> the lines of that. Um, I already had... Um, rice flour but there's two types of rice flour in the donga recipe glutinous and not glutinous um and they don't list them as glutinous and not glutinous they list them as like uh shiramata and joshinko or something like that yeah shiro 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 i don't know hakuna matata hakuna matata <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It, I know. I've tried to find it. I just I can't remember. <laughs> okay, what it's, it's uh, right Joshinki and Shira Tamako. There you oh. go. Uh, one of which uh, I think uh, the first one is non-glutinous, and the second is glutinous. And I had a a bag of rice flour that had a Korean label on it, so I had to figure out if that one was the glutinous or not glutinous, and then I at the store was like, okay, I know both the Japanese and Korean labels for glutinous. None of these look like that. There was one bag that had French translation on it. And I was like, that word is glutinous. <laughs> so it was, a language, it was a language journey <laughs> to find both kinds. First to find which one I had, and then to figure out which the one I needed was. <laughs> right. 
they do also have at the start of the book for anybody who might be curious like um a breakdown list of different ingredients particularly the ones that mm. i think come from like japanese recipes usually yeah um, where it kind of gives you a description of what they are or where they might be we found as we've tried to cook uh, various Japanese recipes that you can find a lot of stuff to order online, but you have to kind of think ahead with certain ingredients like, oh, what am I going to need or what kind of thing? Um, and then if you have like local shops, uh, you know, like it depends on the place. But like by us, we have a huge place called Mitsuo, which has like it's a massive kind of mini mall almost. And, you know, if you really get lost, sometimes if you just like very nicely approach somebody at the store and you're like, hey, I'm trying to make this thing. Do you know what it is? Or like, can you help me find this? They will sometimes like actually like go help you or like point out different things or even suggest things that, you know, they themselves think might work. Um, so like, don't be too daunted. You know, I, I think it's one of those things where sometimes we do want to try and cook a lot of different recipes from a lot of different places. Um, and where you are, it might be harder or easier, but um, there are a lot of ways that you can get those ingredients to your home now <laughs> if you need them or want them for different things. Um, and yes, and people who can help you figure it out too. If you know, you're looking at it and you're not like Zen and you're you're not able to put together like oh, that's the oh French gosh. word and that's and <laughs> like 20 years ago, I would have been screwed. I Googled most of that stuff, right? <laughs> Zen making her dong with struggle. the flowers of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was, I have so many different flowers. Yeah, it was mostly the Korean. I have a, a a small grasp of Japanese, and French has some of the same letters and the same arrangements. So I'm kind of able to go. Yeah, that's what that word probably is. Yeah, that's, that's I, fair. I, like, I, I have the exact same struggle as you to finding those those rice flowers. Like where I am, I'm in Toronto, which is a very multicultural city with many different um, restaurants and, and availability for, for uh, ingredients. Unfortunately, Japanese ingredients is not one of the ones that we have a lot of. Um, there are many Asian markets that cover many uh, different types of cuisines, um, but very few Japanese ones. There's, there's a small handful in the downtown area, which is where I am. Uh, there's a small handful, and there's a couple new ones, actually, uh, that I haven't been to yet. Um, so finding those two different, specifically those two different kinds of, of rice flour is not possible for me in person. But also because I'm in Canada, it's not possible for me to order them online either unless I'm ordering them directly from Japan, which is Ooh. very expensive. <laughs> um, so that that's a struggle for me sometimes. And the thing is, is that there there's a certain confidence that you get over time with learning how to cook. I'm I'm a culinary arts student. I've been in school since 2019. So I've I've made a lot of things. I've spent a lot of time substituting things and trying to see what works and what doesn't. And I've made dango before. Like it it still works with the one that you can get that's like the rice flour from California, whatever brand that is. Can't remember what it is. It it's like a white box mochiko, mochiko I think it is. Yeah. yeah, mochiko. Like that still works. So like even even if you're like me and you can't find those specific flowers you know you can still do it or you can do something else where you can like cook glutinous rice and beat the crap out of it which i have done i have done that too <laughs> i did so that with it the works. strawberries because yeah um, it works i'll just hold these up all awkwardly because i don't have any skewers so it's this these are the dongo um the one in the middle has no flavor well rice flavor the green one is green tea and the pink one is strawberry. 
And for strawberry, they're like, get freeze-dried strawberries, grind those suckers up, and mix it into the stuff. So that was me with the straw. The yeah, the strawberries. Just like I had, I don't have a mortar and pestle, but I had uh, like a muddler. So I was there with like a muddler crushing the <laughs> strawberries. Yeah, I think when I've when I tried making that, I had like freeze-dried powdered like already it was already oh. powdered like something that you would put in a smoothie mm-hmm. um so that 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 worked for me but um yeah like even even things like the coffee biscuit recipe i it says to use in in the book it says to use um espresso powder which is a specifically a specific baking ingredient it's not coffee powder that you get at the grocery store like instant coffee it's not that it's huh. a specific baker's ingredient that's for um putting coffee flavor into your baked goods and it does not exist for me anywhere. I can't get it. (laughs) So I, I have to, I've tried many different things to try to like figure out how I can, I can do something similar. And I happen to have a, a baking supply store that's really close to where I live that I could walk to that sells, um, coffee extract. So rather than like, Vanilla extract, it's coffee extract. I haven't been there and purchased it yet, but at least I know that it exists and that I can try it. So, you know, there's going to be lots of different people who are seeing this book and might see something like somebody like me who's in Canada who can't find things that exist in this book. You can still do it. You just have to be a little bit um, tenacious. You you need to meld tenacity and (laughs) and then... (laughs) And then you can, you know, pop a pop a brave and 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 go. It's just, I'm using you know, it's just like in game. Sometimes you need to make the ingredients <laughs> for the one dish on the side, and then use those. And yes. the, you know, yeah. you can, yeah. And I will say, we talked about this earlier, um, and Moose, I really like the point that you brought up about how I do think they included a, a wide range. She included a wide range of different ingredients in this, right? Where I do think. And I see this with other gaming cookbooks where it is almost like, and I think even chat was mentioning this, it's almost like, oh, here's kind of the vague veneer of the setting of the thing, like World of Warcraft. And then it's just sort of like, but we're going to make this as dumb as possible so that anybody who, you know, can read this can do it. And we're going to substitute whatever, just sort of like mass produce stuff that we can. And I think on one hand, that's very good because it does in many ways, I think, make it more accessible to a lot of people. And we've got to be honest, while many of us are excellent gamers or crafters and gatherers in game, many of us also are not graded at IRL. And many of the people, like, it took me many years of trial and error, like I said, to get to the point where I could cook stuff. But it amazes me how many times I hear people say, like, especially in the gaming community, I don't cook. I never cook. I can't cook. Um, You know, and it's really about empowering yourself, right? It really is about learning step by step. And so some of these books will, I think, kind of appeal to like the lowest common denominator in a sense where they try to make it as accessible as possible, which is not a bad thing inherently. But I was excited to see that in things like the 14 cookbook, I think there were some slightly more challenging ingredients Mm -hmm. used, some interesting things. I mean, even in these lemon waffles that we made, it was suggested that we use um, a a vanilla bean and that you scrape out the seeds in the vanilla bean. And that seems like such a tiny thing. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. But I actually, I turned and looked at Bebop and I was like, 
I have never done that. I was like, I almost always use vanilla extract for things. And as I've admitted several times, I'm not usually very good at baking, nor do I try it very often. And most savory dishes I cook don't require that I use vanilla bean. So I was just like, this is actually really novel and really interesting to me. But as I went online, it turns out vanilla beans are super fun. Sorry, they're really expensive. Yeah, they <laughs> I they... almost got really spicy there. <laughs> they're just stupid Of all expensive. the things to make you almost drop the F-bomb, vanilla beans was not on my list. Yeah. Sorry. They are very expensive. So what I would say is that like knowing what I know about a lot of the gaming community, which may be that you may not have a lot of excess money. Many of you, uh, many of us may be trying to cook in bulk. We may be balancing life and work balance and MMO balance, which is a whole other thing. Um, just mm -hmm. like Lemon was saying, don't be afraid to try to substitute or look up different recipes that are kind of the same thing and see like, oh, they didn't use vanilla bean or they didn't use mm -hmm. this thing. You know, can I maybe do roughly the same? Um, because I, I do think that maybe one of my critiques of the book, although I think it is both a good thing and a bad thing, is that some of the recipes used like very specific ingredients or things that people might maybe not always know what to get, where to get it, how, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you're looking for a cookbook that is just going to be like really generic, basic, I don't know if this one is really it. Although there are some good recipes in there that are much simpler. Um, but don't be afraid to try those other ones, you know, and look up other things or just try them, get a new ingredient. I had so much fun scraping out those vanilla beans. <laughs> I don't even know why I found it so enjoyable, but I was in awe. I didn't realize that the seeds were so tiny. I didn't realize how pungent it is. And like, it's so fragrant. It's so like, and I, I actually, as I was looking at it, I said, I was just like, wait, so then vanilla extract is like this, but in alcohol? I was like, what? how do they distill the flavor? Oh my gosh. I mean, I was just, it was really fun to experiment in that way. Um, but just, I understand too, people can't always do that. You just gave me a headcanon. Uh, yeah, no, I like, I want to, I want to echo the double-edged sword thing. Cause it, like you, like you said, it can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on kind of the perspective you look at it. And I think for me, one of the perspectives I look at it is I do kind of expect game theme cookbooks to be a little hokey to be a little bit of a cash grab and to know that this one went a little went for a little more soul and went for a little more challenge tells me that this isn't just like any recipe you could google up you know there's a few in here you're gonna have to work for which means that there's a few in here that are probably only in this book that are that are you know on this is the only way you're gonna come across them at the end of the day it's not a not Final Fantasy fourteen cookbook that got Fusion X to bake for the first time. Like, so, <laughs> the, and now you're sitting here like, you're like, well, maybe, you know, we're gamers, maybe we can't afford this or that. And the first thing that pops into my mind is Yoshida just shutting that right down. Like, hold on, let me show you some Mog Station statistics. Here is a, here's our Fantasia for this quarter. You go ahead and you put those loquats in there. You put that vanilla in there. I really actually liked seeing uh, ingredients like lamb and duck on stuff because I feel mm. like that is more uh, close, more more what the actual recipe in the game is. Like, we don't have dodos anymore. They are gone. And if they were still alive, you could not kill them. But <laughs> duck is, is a little bit more exotic than, like, chicken. But like Lippin was saying, you can definitely just go, I don't really like lamb or I don't want to pay that. 
let's take it down a notch. You have the Beyond Burger. You have actual beef with duck. Mm -hmm. Do chicken. And I feel like people are more likely to go, ah, take it a step down, than give themselves that little extra oomph and bother to take it a step up. So I feel like putting it at the top is the best place to start. Yeah. And I, I yeah, like any, any, anything is like, with anything that requires skill, but like an art that requires skill, the more you do it, the better, the more confidence you have with doing it. And that's, that's like the reason why I started doing this. Like I started a recipe reborn in 2019 and did demo videos and I really enjoyed doing that, but editing sucks and I'd rather be cooking. So I stream now and I get to cook more time than like doing production stuff. Um, so I have a lot of hours, uh, in, in making food and, uh, trying, trying new things is one of my favorite things to do. Like the, a lot of like a common question in my stream. And when people meet me for the first time, they'll say like, what's your favorite thing to cook? And I'll say something that I've never cooked before because I want to learn. I want to try something new. I want to taste something. I want to have new experiences. You know what I mean? And the more you do it, the better, the better attuned you are to that experience and like having an open mind and, um, you know, just expanding, expanding your experience and expanding your, expanding your palate. And even if you learn something like, oh, I don't really like this, that's, that's still learning. That's <laughs> still learning. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I talked over you there. Fusion. Uh, I, was, I was saying, yeah, it's, it's that, you know, as you become more comfortable with it, right, you'll get more of a feel for like, okay, if, if I don't want to spend you know, a bunch of money on this ingredient, I can kind of substitute things in. But that does take a little bit of, of you know, comfort and, and stuff and getting into it. Um, and I was curious, Lemon, if, if you had any kind of, of tips or uh, recommended resources for people that want to start getting into cooking, maybe this cookbook isn't quite there, but something that's, you know, a little more, a little more simplified for people that are like, okay, maybe one day I'll make coffee biscuits, but I need to, I need to increase my comfort level a little bit first. Uh, yeah, I definitely have lots of tips for people who want to try try to get into cooking. Um, a lot of what I make on stream is is at or beyond my level of cooking, which is probably advanced for most people. Uh, and it gives people ideas for what to try. And it also I give lots of tips um, from school uh, to to get people you know to try new things. Um, but I'm also often asked, like, what should I try if it's like I'm I've, I've literally never cooked before? And the answer to those questions, I like the very first lesson of culinary 101, like the first class I took culinary arts one is cold food. So you make like a bean salad. So do something that's um, going to get you to be comfortable with your knife because you're going to be using mm. a knife a lot. Um, so like how to. Uh, process uh, an onion, how to process a bell pepper, um, those kinds of things. And once you're comfortable with your knife, then the next lesson is building flavors with stocks and soups and extracting flavors from meat and bones or vegetables and, and, and fish, and then using those in other recipes. And from there, it sort, it sort of builds on, on, on itself. So really, like, the very first step I would recommend is cold food. So, like, do sandwiches and, like, make make egg salad. Like, you could make the Bismarck from this from this book. I haven't looked at the recipe, but it's basically egg salad. So, like, can, can you go wrong, really? Like, I love egg salad. I know some people don't like it, but start with cold food and go from there. And you're, I've, I had a really good conversation the other day in stream about, I think it was Oh Dakota Rose 
Um, they ask me what, what books I recommend or what tools I recommend to get good at cooking. And I, the number one thing I say about uh, the, the thing that you need to get good at cooking is you, to pay attention to your own taste and palate. Eat a food and think about why you like it and make notes. Put like Get a journal <laughs> and write down what it is you like about it and what you don't like about it. And then maybe try to make it. And if it doesn't work, you can. there's always next time. And the other two things that I recommend are a, a scale and uh, a thermometer. Because I feel like most people's anxiety around, am I doing this right, is, am I going to hurt myself? Like, am I going to give myself food poisoning? Is it done? Is like a question that mm. comes up a lot. Like, is it going to be done and I'm, am I going to hurt myself or other people <laughs> with this food? Get a thermometer and temp your food. You can completely remove that unknown very easily by getting a thermometer. And then suddenly you can temp, you know, your bread or your custard or your roast. You can literally temp anything and it will tell you when it's done and you don't have to guess and it'll never be overdone because you've tempted it. And uh, scaling and measuring of like that, that kind of thing is like, did my food come out right? Is it supposed to be like this? If you're, if you're weighing and scaling your food, you know exactly whether or not you've done it correctly. I, uh, I never thought I would use a scale. My mother-in-law got me one years and years and years ago. And I was just like, thanks. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I used it. I use it all the time. I used it for Dongo because you have to put them in uh, like three separate sections and then get those sections and the flavors and then put those in four separate sections. I use the scale all of the time. It's a great. It's really common to use like everywhere except North America. People use kitchen scales. Literally everywhere. So it's great. I don't know. It's a great tool. I I'm still it. stop resisting. Just I use know, it. I know. You are literally okay, echoing. There's a lot of noise right about kitchen scales. That just... <laughs> yes. Brooke, 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 Brooke and I had this conversation at Onicon. Uh, we both use a food service where they, they send you the ingredients and you cook them. So like Blue Apron, HelloFresh, that kind of thing. Um, sometimes something leaks and it's like use half of blah. And you're like, well, I was supposed to have this much. So that weighs this much. And then you just weigh it on the scale. You don't have to worry about the fact that you don't have the full amount you have and you have supposed to find half of that. You just weigh it. It's fine. No. See, this might actually be the source of why I'm so um, uncomfortable and unsure of baking because we have a scale. And every time I go about it, my partner stands there lingering in the doorway like, are you using the scale? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I think this is very, there's like a cause and effect here. But um, what I wanted to say is like, oh my gosh, Lemon, all of that is such great advice. Um, I tell people this story a lot because um, sometimes like you like literally do have to just break it down into the absolute foundations. And when I get, I don't even cook that much, but when I get people asking me on stream for whatever reason, because we were talking about this cast coming up or stuff like that, I say a lot, like I literally, I started out with jar pasta, like I was talking about earlier on the cast. And I went... Um, at the time, it was like what I had the money for. And also it was what I had the effort for, you know, I just didn't have the spoons to do much else. So I started just heating up the pasta sauce and then putting it over the pasta that I was making in a, in a pot. And then as time went on, I started looking at the ingredient list on the pasta sauce, what's in there. And then I went, oh, well, if onions are on sale, and this says that it has like onion powder in it or something, I'll get an onion, and then I'll chop the onion up. And then I'll put the onion in a pan and then I'll 
cook it, I guess, and see how that goes. And then I'll put the sauce <laughs> in on it and then I'll mix it together. And then suddenly I, you're cooking. Suddenly I know. You're like, you're like, wait a minute, this sauce tricked me. <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> sauce tricked me into cooking. And it's like, um, over time, I started to realize, you know, I, this is just, it sounds very silly, but I did, you know, Italian pasta sauce. And then I love curry. So I started getting jar curry. And as I was looking at it, like, these are not the pinnacles of that form of cooking by any mean, uh, by any means. But as I looked at the ingredients, I started to realize if I'm making this kind of red sauce, I know if I have dried basil, I can put basil in it. I know that it has garlic in it. So I can even mince garlic and put it in. I know that it has these flavor profiles. And before long, like you said, I made that jump to where I went, I want to try to make this myself from scratch. And I started with like really basic beginner recipes. And then I moved on because I wanted something more authentic. I wanted something that came from different regions that were specific, that used interesting flavors. So then I started researching more about it. And it's one of those things where I think people assume you either have to be an expert at it or you just, there's no way you could ever do it ever. You know, you're just not that kind of person, you know? But yeah, that, that comes up pretty often in, in for me, like, th this is not an insult on anybody who calls somebody talented, but a lot of people call me talented. And like, I didn't come out the womb cooking, all right? <laughs> I learned and I did, I spent time and money and like, I go to school and I do it. Like, I, I, I use my hands and I make the food. It's a skill. It's a skill. It's, a, it's an art. So like, I know that people are using the word talent in, in like a more colloquial way. And I don't feel bad about it or anything like that. But when you when you subconsciously say like, oh, that person is an artist and they're talented, it sort of it 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 tells on you that your your attitude towards it is that they have something that you can't have, but you can. Mm. Literally anybody can cook. As long as you're physically able, you can cook. Anybody can learn how to cook. It's it's something it's what made us human. So just try. Like I'm, even I'm just like imagining like, a baby being meal. born now and the, the baby just comes out and it's like, <laughs> oh who wants God. fajitas? Boom. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did I have I had a question for you, Lemon. Um I honestly, I mean, I truly hope that future cookbooks you could have a hand in because I have been so like, oh my gosh, watching everything from your early YouTube videos to now these streams, the gorgeous photos and like staging of the dishes that you've been doing, which I know has to take a lot of effort and work in and of itself, right? Um, it really is fantastic to see how you've realized a lot of these foods. I was curious if you have a recipe that you've adapted from the game, either that didn't make its way into the cookbook or, you know, could easily have been one of the ones that was in there that you really enjoyed or you felt like this is something that, I don't know, connected me to some element of the game or that I really got to do something unique or fun with um, that in a way you were like, I really love these dishes. And I think they were um, something that you would want other people to try and make or that, you know, if there were a future adaptation of this book, you'd want to put in there. Well, the, the answer to the question, like the first question about what's like my favorite thing that I like favorite recipe that I developed because I, I haven't done it since 2020. Uh, 2020, what a weird way to say that year. Mm -hmm. 2020, I haven't done it since 2020 because I, I stopped doing YouTube around the time of COVID um, for for reasons that I won't get into, but there are reasons. Um, but before that, I did Sky Builder Stew and I based it and it, it there is a Sky Builder Stew in the, the official cookbook. 
and I haven't, I haven't looked at it. I haven't tried it. I've only had this for like two days. <laughs> so I've only tried one recipe just to clarify. I've only tried one recipe. It's really good. I'm eating it over here. It's the creamy salmon pasta. Oh my God. Um, so it's, I do recommend it. It's, it's good. Um, but the sky builder stew that I made is, is it's a stew. It's, it's a chicken and dumplings thing. But the, the reason why I made it in the way that I specifically did, um, is based on my interpretation of the regional uh, experience of Ishgard. And as I mentioned before, I'm Canadian. And there is a French recipe, an Acadian French, like a Quebecois recipe for chicken and dumplings uh, that I, I came across. And it's it's on a French blog only. So if you, when you think about chicken and dumplings, it's something kind of more Southern, right? that that would be your natural inclination for for interpreting that food but it it just so happens that the acadian geography that spans the french region of canada and along the southern coast of the us and into louisiana uh share common culinary traditions um so it's in the same way that like louisiana was formerly french you know quebec is still french you know, that's there's ties there in terms of food. And so when I think of Ishgard and the people of Ishgard and their names and how it's cold and it's French, that's Quebec, friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. And uh, so what I did was I, I made a chicken and Acadian, Acadian version of chicken and dumplings uh, based on a real life recipe from that region using French Quebecois cheese because cheese is a common ingredient in Ishgard there's like a there's a a blurb in one of the lore books about how they use dairy and cheese a lot there's like one page there's like a one page spread that's like hey we use cheese and I'm like yes you do thank you <laughs> <laughs> so I, I use that and I use like regional ingredients from Kurthas I think it's like chives and pearl sprouts which are our um Brussels sprouts and make it into a stew and put some put some chive and cheese dumplings on top of it. And suddenly <laughs> it's very Ishgardian. And it tastes really good. It's easy to make. Uh, it only requires one pot. And I think that it's one of my most favorite interpretations of a canonical recipe. Because um, it's the, the recipe in-game is very basic. It's like water and flour and a chicken fell in the pot. Like, that's what the description says. And I was like, okay, well, that's very bare bones, but I can put other stuff in it that's from that region and make it more Ishgardian, you know, make it more Kurthin. And it was fun to do that, so I did, and it tasted great. So I'm really happy with that. And uh, sounds really I haven't, good. Like oh. I said, <laughs> yes, it's super good. And there's there is um there is a Sky Builder stew, as far as I understand, in this cookbook. I haven't looked at it. I haven't tried it. So I'm I'm sure it's also good, but. That only show, goes to show that there's there's more than one way to make. Uh, there's there, I don't want to say that. I don't want to talk about a cat in a weird way, but there's more than one way to make a <laughs> canonical recipe. You know, more than one way to skin a, a a rail that goes into your chicken stew. Right? There's more than one way to do that, and uh, that's it's it's fun. It's fun to like see how other people's brains have interpreted something that I've thought about a lot. Um, and then the, the, the other answer to that question is something that didn't make it into this. I'm pretty sure it didn't make it into this, but I recently made Egg Fu Young, um, which is in the game. And 
I don't think it's in this. Uh, I can't. I like I said, I've only had this for two days, so I don't. I don't know. I don't. Think <laughs> more, more than one way to stalk us to you, exactly. Uh, Egg Fu Young. So um, I'm I'm half Chinese. My mom's from Hong Kong. Egg Fu Young is a food that is from that region of where my mom is from. Pardon me. I've been speaking a lot. And I have not really made egg foo young a lot in my in my time of cooking at home. Um, and I made it, and it's so good. I was eating it on stream, and I was kind of mad. I was like, "This, this is so good." What <laughs> I was like, I wanted to like I don't curse on stream, but I wanted to curse because I was like, I felt like I had robbed myself of the experience of good food for so long by not trying it. Mm. And there's there's. <laughs> there there's like there's like an american version of egg foo young that maybe people are pop, um, familiar with where it's deep fried and then sauced um and the reason why it's sauced is because of the 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 way that deep frying removes moisture from your food so the egg foo young which is like it's basically an omelet it's a chinese savory omelet and deep frying makes it dry it removes moisture it's a dry cooking method it removes moisture from your food, so it's sauced in in the U.S. As far as I understand, um, but in in Hong Kong, where my mom is from, it's not sauced, and so I made it. Like, yes, I'm pretty sure in the game, it does describe a sauce, if I remember correctly. Hard to keep track of everything. I'm pretty sure it's it does describe a sauce, or there's an ingredient that sort of hints to a sauce in it. Um, but Egg I chose not to do that. It does say sauce. I just looked it up for yeah. you. But okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. It does say sauce. So I, I like. I made. I made a specific. Um, I made a specific design decision about making the food to have a closer experience to my cultural heritage, and it was amazing. It was so good. And uh, yeah, no, I, I hope to be like at some point in the future i would like to to start developing recipes and posting them again on the internet once i like fix my website um and i recently talked about that on my stream where i was like i kind of need some help because i can't test my own recipes and lots of people on my chat are were like i'm down like let's let's work on it together <laughs> so at some yeah, point yeah, you. Any help. yeah we'd love to help yeah. test the recipes yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you need any help i will mail you <laughs> some testing some them means making them by the way it doesn't mean eating them <laughs> it means making I mean, them i will make them too i know how to mostly do that now except unless it's baking in which case i'll be learning as i go but it's, it, I, was, um, it was interesting for to to realize now that you've said that moose that there is a sauce it was interesting for me to realize that the localization does contain, contain sauce because only an American would write that. So you know exactly who wrote that. Yes. And I wonder <laughs> if the other versions of it have sauce listed. Like I, it, I don't know that it does. I don't know. Let's find out. Does. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for everybody. Because we all did at least one recipe from the book. What was your favorite like little quirky thing from either the description or making the food itself? Like mine, for example, is uh, when you're making the dough for the dongo, they tell you it should feel like an earlobe. I thought that was yes. weird and cute. I that's, really liked that. that. That's a common description for, for dongo. Like, quite like that in uh, in mine. Yeah, that was um, neat. I will say that's, that that's I think a, that's a common description for dongo. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nami from Just One Cookbook, and her recipe for dongo says that as well. Really interesting. Yeah. 
Um, this one isn't so quirky, but I did find it really in, like informative. Um, so in the portion where we were making for the lemon waffles, the um, oh lemon curd, I was really worried, of, like I mentioned earlier, about us overcooking it. And um, I like while I was working through thermometer. it, I know thermometer, <laughs> but, but uh, I actually found it really interesting because we were like, as we were going through it, like I said, my partner is more, my, it's so funny before this, my partner was like, are you going to make me your like ghost cooker? And are you going to pretend like I didn't do any of this? I was like, no, I'm not like, I'm going to tell everyone that you helped me with this. Um, and one of the things that as we were going through it, the recipe itself says, you know, when you get to the point that you're curious about whether or not it's done, like dip the spoon in. And then if you like take your finger and you run it down the back of the spoon, if that line stays in it, then you know that it has kind of um, firmed up enough and has thickened up enough. Right. But even as we were going through it and we were working on it, you know, um, my partner was like, when you're putting your spatula through, do you feel anything on the bottom of the pan? And if I was like, Oh, maybe I feel what would be like a really thin kind of gooper film, like, but like not like in any way that would be, you know, like it was chunky, but like maybe it feels like it's clinging a little bit, like I have to kind of push through it. And they were like, okay, lift it up off the heat. Now stir some more, you know, put it like put it back down. And, you know, even kind of like turning it from side to side, where we were looking to see even just with that, you know, if we drag this through it, does it seem like it is kind of staying or is it still really liquid? Do you see anything clinging to the bottom? So I found that to be really informative because I had no idea about those sorts of things. So for me, that's my biggest takeaway from that one. Yeah. So, so mine, looking at mine, I didn't have anything quite, uh, you know, even like earlobe adjacent in my, my stuff. The description though, the, the, the character dialogue that they have with this was really funny. Um, cause honey muffins are, are a, a thanalin region thing. And so it talks about them being at the gold saucer and ordering honey muffins and using them to bet. In while playing Dome and Mahjong, betting with with honey muffins, and then it talks about the real trick is to just bring extra tiles. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a cheater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, the flavor text is so good in these; like it, it really yeah. is. You're kidding. The languages do differ quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. I honestly, I loved hearing you talk about. Uh, that kind of consideration in the recipes or um, it's funny because I think when it comes to like cooking or regional recipes, like you said, there's a lot of different ways to interpret them. Um, just like there are a lot of different ways. I know Zen and I at least are both very loud about how we are role players. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where even as people interpret what's in the game, right? The region, the area, the climb, um, a lot of times you will kind of reference a variety of things. You know, do they have French sounding names? Or, you know, is it does it seem to draw inspiration from these things or architecture or time period? But I think a lot of times in the game, people can forget about stuff like the recipes that exist, what kinds of foods are coming from these areas. And even hearing the differences of, you know, the different localization teams, I mean, that is also something that's really fascinating. Like in the case of Egg Fu Young, um, and I was, one of the things I was surprised about in this cookbook was the, I think the nice array of different types of food they put in there. Uh, I would have loved to even see more of like that description that you did, where it's like, this was the region and area that I drew inspiration from. Cause obviously they're all kind of just making it in canon. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. there were some that I definitely was even kind of surprised that for, of course, this is probably going to be something worldwide, but even for a more Western audience, I went, oh, it's interesting that this one made it in. And one of the ones that I actually really want to cook, but that I didn't have a chance to, um, is the mushi, which I had actually, funnily enough, like while I was writing and role-playing not too long ago, had included into something for a character. And then to see it in the cookbook, I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually try it now. You know, I was like, this is so neat. And it was one that I really wasn't expecting to see in that cookbook because I, it is like a savory dessert, which in and of itself is something that I don't know. I don't know if as many people will have come in contact with it, particularly for a Western audience. Um, so I was excited to see that, but I really love the kind of history and region of these different foods. Um, and to kind of think about all of that, like I would encourage people, even role players, people who are interested in the story who maybe haven't delved into these recipes um, in the game to look at it from that kind of perspective, because it can tell a lot about what they're thinking for these different regions. If you kind of see how they've even told that story through the culinarian aspect of it. What's the one? Yeah, I told uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard. What is what is that? I really want to try it's a steam it. Steam dig. It's a steam dig food. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's like a sort of savory pudding is what I took away from it. But I don't. Maybe I might be totally off because I. I, I would, actually I would describe it as a savory custard. Custard. A savory custard. custard. Mm. Okay. If you, if you want to apply Western. <laughs> terminology to I mean, a yeah, Japanese recipe. Sure. I know it's like yeah, it is like, what it is in and of itself, but. Um, yeah, for, for people who are curious about what that might kind of, you know, be an equivalent to here or what we might think of when you're kind of conceiving it in your mind. Um, but it, it was one of those foods that I think, um, and you see these all over when it comes to trying different things, right? Like, and trying food from places that you're not maybe familiar with, no matter where you are in the world, because something that seems strange to you is probably very normal elsewhere. Um, and there are different areas of the culinary arts or even food as I've come into contact with it, where you start going... Um, I should challenge my palate. I should try things that maybe aren't what I would expect from food or, you know, try things that are different than what I, just in the case of this dessert, you know, we think of, especially in the U.S., very sweet, very, you know, like cake and pie and brownies and those sorts of things. But there's a whole range of other types of palates and foods and things like that. Um, and that was one of the recipes that stood out for me. I don't know everybody else if there were any other recipes in the book that you were curious about trying, but you didn't have a chance to yet, or that looked interesting or different. I than haven't you had quite enough time with it quite yet. Like I, like I said, I ordered the yeah, the, the Paisa cover copy, so I just got mine this morning, <laughs> so I would have it for the I show mean, like, in there's... case we needed to look up something. I, I did name. approximately fifty episodes on YouTube. It was like a year of weekly, and I've had like. I'm approaching around like 80 or 90 streams now. So like in terms of the number of Final Fantasy 14 foods I've made, like not every not every stream I do is Final Fantasy 14 food because I do do my homework on stream as well for culinary school. Uh, I just finished six weeks of Indian cooking class and I'm I'm one week into Korean cooking class right now. Um, so not everyone is not every single one is Final Fantasy fourteen related, but I ha- I'm, I'm into the mid one hundreds of how many <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen because not like sometimes I make two recipes in one stream or I made two recipes in one video, um, so I'm 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 approaching probably like two hundred different 
different Final Fantasy fourteen recipes. And um, the thing that I notice about uh, the distribution, there was a question in chat about a split between Eastern and Western. So the book... The book can only reflect what is in the game in terms of how how things are distributed. And my interpretation of how the, the recipes in the game are distributed is that there's quite a lot of, you know, Western-inspired dishes and Japanese-inspired dishes with, like, a, like a small handful of not in those two categories. So I would love to, like... To speak about the future, I would love to see more more regions, more more uh, overlapping. I would like to see more overlapping um, of of food and uh, I, I like the what we were talking about earlier about how there's there's overlap between Alamegan and Doman food. I would like to see I would like to see more of that um, because I think that there is a lot of I hear sometimes in in the food and drink category, and not just my channel, but in the category in general, there people feel very rigid about food tradition and what is and what is not a food. And to a certain extent, um, doing fictional food sort of puts a little bit of space between me and that nonsense. Um, but one of the one of the one of the like the best things about it is that. Um, I, I get to like decenter my own personal food experience and interpret other food authentically. Like I don't mean like the food authentically, but I can authentically myself. I can insert myself into the mindset of somebody else who is familiar with that food, and I don't have to always think of. I don't have always have to think of a food in relation to how it is familiar or not familiar to me. It's just a food from the game. And I've played the game for seven years. So like, you know what I mean? Like it, it sort of, it takes, it strips away that like, oh, that food is, I don't, I hate this word, but it's, it's foreign or exotic. Those terms, when they're a little bit of a yikes. Um, because those foods aren't foreign to like millions and billions of people. <laughs> So, you know, like those, like if we were talking about like Doman food or like Alamegan food or like uh, food from Hingashi, like somebody from Eorzea is going to interpret that food differently in, in terms of their experience. So it's, it's interesting as a person who's like sort of like inserting my own brain into the game by like experiencing the food and the culture. I don't, I, I can sort of like, I can, I can just take that level of bias away like it doesn't go away completely it doesn't go away completely but i can at least sort of like transcend it and experience something without the bias as well, as as little bias as possible i think that's so that's such that's such a brilliant point honestly because you're right i mean so many times we consider things and and like you said i mean and i think like especially i don't want to generalize but particularly i know many people who grew up in smaller you know, um, especially kind of uh, Midwestern. <laughs> I don't want to, this is where I'm from, right? But like you, you grow up in like a smaller Midwestern community or places like that where the idea or concept of being outside of where you are, right? Outside of the US, outside of the experience of whatever you've had can be very daunting and strange to people to the point where you get, yes, this idea of this concept of like, 
our food and foreign food or things like that, where there are these separations where you're right, we are all living everywhere simultaneously at all times. We exist, cultures, people, civilizations, you know, it's not like anywhere and the developments that they have had are any different than anywhere else in this world, right? They are all different traditions and they are all things that have come about from humanity. And it's very fascinating to me that within the context of something like a game, we've talked a lot in the past about how a game can facilitate many levels of things, and especially in MMO, everything from self-discovery, being able to realize yourself through an avatar. We discussed a lot of interesting things about that with the LGBT episode and all kinds of things. But to also create an actual experience that is almost lived in going to places that are maybe unfamiliar horizons in a sense, right? Whereas like in real life, Traveling, you know, is something that people may or may not be able to do regardless of pandemic. But in a game, you have been there. You have you have traveled. You have lived those regions. You have been in those places. And it's amazing to me how that can create a bond where suddenly people get a cookbook like this, right? And mm. it's not like, oh, I'm trying to cook something from this totally unfamiliar place, unbeknownst to me. It's like, it's from Eorzea or it's from Doma <laughs> or it's from... And it's yeah, it gives you it gives you a place yeah. to hang up to to suspend your disbelief a moment to like the game is just like oh you know like this isn't like Japanese food it's it's food from Hingashi or it's not Chinese food it's from, it's Doman food or it's not Vietnamese food or yeah. Southeast Asian food it's 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 Naksha 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 food <laughs> pronunciation and you just you just yeah. can, it gives you a spot on the wall to pin the the preconceived notions that you have about a certain culture or food food tradition and just be like okay i'm just gonna ignore that for a minute like obviously don't like disrespect like no, i mean no disrespect like, at all no, but if, if like, it can give you a place where you can it can yes. if it can put you in a mindset where you can be more open-minded then i think that that's positive of course and it's like we shouldn't draw those distinctions anyway you know what i mean it's one of those things where i think there's something really to be said about the power of games and or learning through that um, and trying different things and just broadening your own horizons real in the world. Like, I think that's so important. Um, but I had not really contemplated, especially in regards to food or the power of cookbooks like this, how that can be, I think, a stepping stone for people um, to take something that may not be a part of their lived experience, but to give them a tie to it um, in a way that would make them excited about it, you know, or like get them engaged with new palates, flavors, regions, areas. Um, it's definitely worth looking into and researching the origins of a lot of these different foods, looking up a ton of different recipes. And even like you were saying, I mean, even some of the hybrid stuff that comes out or like there are mm. so there's so much interesting fusion cooking and uh, histories of that. I was even just watching a fascinating uh, retrospective on like Chinese American cooking recently. There's so much stuff that talks about like these traditions, where they came from, the origins. Um, it's really, really fantastic to see it in game. And I hope with Thavnayer, we do maybe get Thavnayer, Charlian, even, you know, Mediterranean cooking. Um, we already have a lot of stuff in Thavnayer that seems to draw from various regions of India. Like, it'd be so great to see the full range of different things in the game, recipe-wise, continue to expand, too. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, hope, I'm hoping that they will expand to different countries, like inspiration from different countries, IRL. Um, not because I'm tired of seeing, you know, Western and Japanese food, just because, like, you know, other countries have good food, too. Hello? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, show us yeah. show us something new. Show us something new. And, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't have any expectations. I don't know. I don't think, I don't have any, like, 
I don't have any theories about like what's going to happen. I just, I'm just going to take it as it comes and see what happens. Um, <laughs> but earlier you asked a question about what was a detail that I really liked oh, yeah. about um, the recipe that I worked on or that I, that I made from the book. And the recipe that I made from the book um, is the creamy salmon pasta, which um, it's a roux thickened sauce. Um, so like you mix fat and flour together and use that to thicken cream. And uh, it has a lot. It's a, it's kind of a chicken. I was going to say chicken. It's kind of a kitchen sink. There's the list of ingredients is very long. It's like 17. It's it's extremely long. Um, for 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 my particular interpretation of what should be like a really quick pasta dish. You know, you don't you probably don't even really need to like measure things out. You could probably just grate your cheese directly into the pan or like zest your lemon directly into the pan. But this this recipe is pretty long and I don't question the like decision of of the of the the recipe writer of Victoria in this in this situation. I don't question it. I just do it and I see what happens. You know what I mean? Like I'm not really that picky about food outside of like food intolerances that I have. I'm lactose intolerant and I can't digest beef. Out of those things, I will literally eat anything. I'll try anything. I'm I I think that's one of the advantages that I have in this in this uh, particular field of study is that I'm, I'm very open-minded about what I'm willing to eat. Um, and that has a lot to do with my, my background um, and eat, eating Chinese food growing up. Um, but aside from that, the actual detail that I really liked about this recipe is that it doesn't actually contain any salt salt, like no grains of salt. If you look at the recipe, there's no salt in the list. And, um, I wasn't thinking about that when I was making it because I was streaming and talking to people and saying nonsense as I normally am <laughs> at the time when I'm streaming. Ugh. Um, but I got to the end and I was like, is this, do I need to season? Like, cause there's always like, there's, there's a chef's instinct to season, right? It's there. <laughs> it exists. And you're like, food needs salt, food needs salt, right? So I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm feeling this feeling that I need to, I need to fulfill an instinctual uh, desire. I need to fulfill an instinctual desire. And it's not happening. What's going on? So I noticed I like looked at the list of ingredients. There's fish sauce in it. And there's uh, Parmesan in the sauce and uh, smoked salmon. Um, the in-game recipe is like olive oil, butter, salmon, spinach. I think that might be it. I think it's only those four, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, there's no, no, wait, there's no lemon. There's no lemon in the end game. I remember thinking that that was weird. So I think it's olive oil, butter, salmon, pasta, ver the vermicelli, uh, and, and the spinach. So, uh, I get to the end and it, it has smoked salmon in it and smoked salmon is also salty. So when you get it all together and you mix it in the pan and you eat it, you realize that you made a sauce that has no salt in the sauce, which is interesting. That's a really interesting and unique thing to do in a recipe, uh, to have it perfectly seasoned. And I like salty food. So <laughs> this, <laughs> I like my food to be very salty. Um, it's interesting to come across a recipe that doesn't contain any salt in it. Um, that turns out perfectly. For my personal taste, I found it to be not quite acidic enough. I wanted it to be more lemony to balance the richness of the cream and the cheese and the the butter and the oil. But that's just personal preference. So I thought that was an interesting detail. 
It's a it's a it's a it's a chef's detail, but it's an it's an interesting detail nonetheless. It's interesting, yeah. Thought, no, that's yeah. really cool. Did you I have wanted... a, a detail, Moose? I don't know. Like, well, first off, my book ain't here yet. Oh no. So I've been I've been bumming pages off of people to get my stuff done. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Um, so no, I don't think I have like a very a very specific detail down yet that I think is kind of the cool thing that I've noticed. I just really like that potions or booze. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's a great touch. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't actually heals you, it just helps you forget about the pain. Just just eases yeah. the pain a little, yeah. <laughs> You're still bleeding, but I feel better. I'm going back in. I feel great. <laughs> I mean to be yeah, fair, I've just almost get a little numb this potion and I don't feel anything. So it's fine. <laughs> I was really happy. Touch, like, good. Oh, I was just gonna say, I was really happy they put the hot chocolate in. That was yeah. all. Yeah. Oh. I was happy. I was glad they did. Um, and that they had a mix of like alcoholic, non-alcoholic drinks at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice. Cause not everybody does drink or, you know, uh, you know, it should be expected to in many ways. But that hot chocolate, I didn't get to make it yet, but I'm coming for it because we have most of the ingredients and I thought it looked very tasty and it's, I mean, you just have to have it. Come on. I, just I don't know if the a, one, go ahead. I just think it's an interesting sign of like how far we've come as kind of a fan base. Like if you think about, you know, 10, 20 years ago in Final Fantasy, it was hard to imagine there would ever be a lore book, never mind like mm-hmm. a cookbook where the potions are booze. Well, we know there was I pushback mean, on the lore book too, I mean, and then you're, they were like, I mean, "Oh, you're wait, welcome," because I don't know if this cookbook would exist if it wasn't for my content. <laughs> I'd like, obviously, the author created it, and like, 100% credit to her. I'm I'm a big fan of her work, but like, is there any other Final Fantasy game that has a cookbook? Nope. Nope. I mean, no. It just goes to show, like, there are so many parts of this game that I think people have expanded on with content in a way that shows an interest in like areas or regards that a lot of times companies are like nobody would care about this you know i mean like while there are other mmo cookbooks that i can think of i really feel like from what i've seen 14 and particularly gosh i mean like yeah it's it's you (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I think there was like. I mean, one... it's not. It's not just me. Like, I'm not no, the first no, no, person, no. and I'm not the only person. No. But like, when you think about certain like areas of the content that I think have really been pushed forward by key content creators, I always think of you at the top of the food lists. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's just like, well, I've seen other people dabble to develop and channel their passion to something like this is a really unique thing. And yet it shows that there is such an interest and excitement for it. And now this book is out and more excitement and more people, you know what I mean? It's awesome to see. Uh, I mean, the same goes when I think about like HG14 and housing, like it's another, you know, another creator, another group that has done so much stuff in regards to that or Moose with lore. Like, it's so funny to me how these little aspects or areas of the game that are actually massively comprehensive have over time, had these connections to creators and people where it's not just like, this is a game that has some food in it. You know, it's like, Hey, this is a part of the game that like you were saying, tells a story. It can even tell a story of the people creating content for it. As you discussed, you know, your heritage and different parts of your life or regions that you've grown up in or things you're experimenting with. Like that's what makes an MMO dynamic and exciting to me that 
element, that human connection and the ways that especially content creators realize this. Um, to see this cookbook, I think, is an exciting win because it does go to show that just like the lore books, Moose, like you were saying, people were like, oh, why are we doing these? This is terrible. It'll make lore canon and we can't have that. It's like, <laughs> it's like it turns out people actually really do love these tangible things that they're passionate about. I like the positive, what I call like a positive feedback loop. Like there's mm. a little bit of it. It's well received. There's more of it. It's well received. There's more of it. And it just keeps growing and growing and snowballing because without people like you and especially you, I would still just be making lemon or er, wizard cookies and being <laughs> like, this is the pinnacle of in-game food. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a team effort. And like I said, I'm not the first person and I'm not the only person. There's plenty of blogs and other other content that's out there that I was inspired by. And not only was I inspired by it, I was inspired to do it in a way that I know, like, to better myself. I was like, I could do that. I don't see why not. And I started doing it. And then I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like I know enough about this to be an authority on food. Maybe I'll just go to cooking school. Okay. Okay. I'm in cooking school now. Sure. Great. That's that's how, that's how what happened in my life. Like, I, I don't have that. a job. I make that's food so on the internet. That's my job. I do this full time. This is what I do. So, like... I'm in school, I make food, I'm on the internet, I make food. That's that's my job. So, like, it's, in in a way, like, it's a little bit selfish. Like, I really, <laughs> I have to be honest, I don't really do it for other people. It's more like, I wanted to do it to better myself and get to know the game more and, like, understand the culture and just expand my my knowledge and my my skill. And I was like... I want to do this anyway. I might as well share it because I'm like, I'm probably going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Hmm. And I, one of the things, one of the things that like, I used to be a piano teacher. I've had many jobs in my, in my life, but I used to be a piano teacher. And one of the, I took piano lessons for many years. My dad was a pianist. And uh, I used to always say to people that the best way to really solidify your knowledge in something is to teach other people. So that's helping me, you know, I people people redeem culinary facts in my in my chat and I read from my textbook to the chat and we learn together. So it's 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 again, it's like a, yet another positive feedback loop where it's like I'm learning and then I'm teaching other people and it solidifies my knowledge and other people get to learn like it just keeps going and going and going. I think I just assumed it's, it's that you were a culinary student and then we're like well, I have this knowledge. Let me put together recipes. But it was the other way around. I, that's amazing. It was the other way I really around. Like I actually that. always wanted to do it. I always wanted to. I wanted to go to um, baking and pastry art school out of high school, but I was discouraged from doing so. Yoshi P, work out. Follow your dreams. <laughs> yeah, now you've oh done it. Yeah. Yourself into wit, and you're doing yeah, amazing. Exactly. Oh, so don't don't let anybody tell you that video games can't improve your life. Because my heart can. grew three sizes just now. <laughs> oh, There's no oh, room for my lungs sweet. anymore. <laughs> oh, do you have room for cookies here? Oh, oh, I wish we could eat them. Are you kidding me? You're just taunting us now. I, I, I thought I was going to do so up. good. I'm like, I'll make the stuff before the show. I'll eat some. The show won't make me hungry. And I'm like, my tummy is growling. It's like food. Everybody says food that talk. it like. People new come through in my chat and they're like, oh, no, I just ate and I'm so hungry. And I'm like, rookie mistake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I got you my gotta cookbook. You got to come here ready. <laughs> yeah. When I got my cookbook, hey, you we need had not cooked dinner food. yet. Exactly. See, June, mm. here you go. Have some pasta. There you go. <laughs> now, Moose, 
I have a question mm-hmm. for you. I was Uh-oh. going to ask you if there was any tidbits of lore in the book that you found interesting, but considering I have that no you idea have yet. Been, exactly. So I'm going to scrap that. that one's done. The next question is, is there an area of lore kind of like cooking in this regard that you would think would be really interesting to see them explore or engage with in another official capacity, like in a book or some sort of series or. Hmm. That's tough because it would have been the cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else. No other interesting Mm. facet. I put you on the spot. I I know (laughs) it is. It is a little on the spot. And my mind, like, I do process information quickly. So I'm, like, trying to cobble it together into the answer that I would, like, provide it for. I think there would be a really interesting market for um, kind of role-playing with the community a little bit to make a synthesis guide for, like, real life. Because there's so much stuff on Etsy where they could take items from the game and show you how to make kind of trinkets that you could have that were kind of from the game themed like the game i think Mm. that you could find a way to make like a crafter's manual or something like that that would actually be fun to do that would be so fun especially there would be ones for different ages i imagine because you know some would be simple and easy and for kids and some would be probably a little more expensive a little that could be that could be tricky though because like product marketing to be like or we could just make them and sell them yeah or we could just make them and sell them (laughs) Well, I but like- I, I, I agree with you. I think there would be a reason to do that, though, right? Because, like, people resonate with the crafting gathering component for a specific reason. Just like then women, what- you resonated with the food, you know, like, to have something and make it yourself. There are so many people in this community who love to do that, you know, from cosplay to anything else. I could absolutely see a group of people wanting to create things themselves and be like, hey, IRL, I crafted, <laughs> you know? I was going to say cosplay. Um, and even mm. in the art books with the character designs where the, the characters are like this, you know, mm-hmm. you can get proportions off of the weapons, off of their clothes and stuff. And you yep. can you can recreate that. But it would be nice to have patterns. Just like straight up, here's the pattern to sew this. Mm. You don't have to figure it out yourself. Can uh, you imagine if they released a series of sewing patterns of like the crafted outfits and all oh, people like the with the outfits mm-hmm. so they don't need to sell the finished products they just need to sell you the mats yes <laughs> yeah just give me the pattern Eat it. i think i think that would work and like that's that's a, an interesting uh subject to sort of like expand upon because when we were talking about what the when i made this on stream because this is my second time making this the creamy salmon pasta i made it on stream on Wednesday, but I also made it alongside the version that I created um, for my website. And that specific video I did, just to give a little bit of background on it, um, I did like a two version video where I made it exactly as it is in game and it's bad. And then I made it like the better version. And a lot of people like that format. Obviously it's like the binging with Babish format. one of the reasons why, like, the main reason why I don't do that is because I don't like wasting food. I think it's ethically wrong to waste food. <laughs> so, especially now and during the, like, pandemic time, it was it was something that I felt very uncomfortable with doing. But the conversation that I had about um, making the food in two different ways, like, here's, I'm making this same dish two different ways. Like, why? Why are you doing that? Like, I wasn't doing it because I wanted to be like, which one is better? It's, it's to... It's to see how someone interprets and creates something from the same source material. 
And in the chat, we have a few cosplay creators, and they the, one of them commented, they, they said something, they're like, oh, it's neat that you're like, it's, it's really interesting that you can come up with two completely different recipes that taste completely different um, from the same source material. And I was like, yeah, well, it's not that different from what you do when, like, you make a cosplay from the source material, and it looks a certain way, and there might be 10, 20, 30 other people doing the same cosplay of the same character, and it's going to be slightly different. That's, it's not, that's like, that's an almost exact parallel of what I was doing, right? And, and they were like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That's like, it's, it's interesting to think about those things where you're like, oh, hey, we're, we're not so different after all. We're all just making, <laughs> we're all just making stuff from the game that we love, you know? It's true. It's mm -hmm. true. And I think, I think that would be very well received. I think if people had a way, cause you wouldn't, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't only be able to make uh, clothing and cosplay from those things. You could also make like minis. You could make minis mm. from those too, right? You could make little yeah. outfits or little dolls or whatever like plushies too. Are you yeah. okay? With you? Well, I was just thinking how cute it would be if they themed it around how you know how we have like the wind up you know minions and stuff or like a little plush. I was like, oh, that'd be so cute. You'd if scale you them up or that. down, and and suddenly you have like a you have a Moogle costume. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah, you when can they were, dress up your 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 alpha and like yeah. When they were releasing the Pisces with like the cook hat and stuff, I was like, I wonder how well outfits for Pisces would sell on Etsy. <laughs> I have that. It's right there. Yeah, there he is. I probably <laughs> you, you, you have to have that, right? Yeah, I was like, you know, the credit card thing. I was like, yeah, take it. Give me here's my money. <laughs> Chris in chat said, uh, if they ever made a cosplay book, they'd have to do it from Tataru's point of view because she's the one who's so good. Oh, that's such a good idea. Oh, oh, that would be fantastic. so good. That's great. That would be that's such a good idea. Uh, unfortunately, oh God, we do need idea. to start wrapping up. Uh, Moose is a very popular, highly <laughs> in-demand person well, today. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was there any last uh, thing we wanted to talk about before we uh, do the outros? I think we covered think just, quite a yeah, variety of... Overall, Where can I find just... Moose's thoughts on the lo the lore in the book when you get around to reading it? It's a good question. I will find a way. Okay. I will think, <laughs> I I'll think about the best because otherwise it's going to be just like a tweet stream. Just like... 500 i'll just go page by page i mean i'm, I'm, if, I'm just throwing this out there is, but i'm already you know, following you, you so that's fine you you have access to this platform called gamerscape.com uh where you could you know theoretically do I, write. do I still you guys you guys haven't thrown me out in my grad school journey? no you're still no, here i haven't posted anything in like two years i think you're, you're still on our on our team page yeah Oh, good. Okay. Well, that that may be where you could find that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I also wanted to say that um, I use Gamerscape all the time for what I do. Uh, it uh, It's easier to find things in certain contexts. Like when I'm doing research, I commonly use Gamerscape. If I'm trying to link to something like the official in-game recipe in my stream, I link to a the um, Aorzea database. Is that what it's called? What is it called? That sounds right. Database. I link to that, but when I'm doing research, I'm always using Gamerscape. So thank you. Hey, thank you. good job, Wiki team. Oh. <laughs> nice job, Wiki fam. 
Oh my oh. gosh. No, I mean, I was just going to say overall, did we have final thoughts on the cookbook? Would you recommend other people to get the cookbook? Do you think it was a, a good variety? I mean, this was the first time I've baked anything and it didn't come out like absolute ass. So uh, <laughs> there is hope for all of you out there. <laughs> I've only tried one recipe, but it's really good. And like I said, even if you don't cook, um, it still has value to you if you want to read the flavor text in in the book. Definitely. Yeah. What I tried was good. And I mean, like I said, there's a big range of stuff and a lot of ways that you can learn, adapt, or, yeah. you know, check it out. If you love the game, it's definitely a great way to start getting into it and connect with it in a different way. Yeah. And you, if you have questions, you can always go to twitch.tv slash pixelatedvica, or you can go to my 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 Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash a recipe reborn. I, you know, I do have a culinary background. I don't know everything, but if you have questions about like just anything food related, I'm I'm there. I'm ready to answer. All right, let's go ahead. We'll run our outro here. Uh, if you want, you can contact me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, all that stuff at Rafflejergs. And where can they find you? I am at Zendra underscore A on Twitter. On Twitch, I am Strawberry Bop. Um, and YouTube, I'm Plus One Shot. That's uh, the word plus, the number one, the word shot. And I'm actually doing a show tonight around 10 p.m. Eastern. It's in a Diablo 2 setting. That's D&D stuff. Moose, where can they find you? Pretty much any lore room, but Gamer Escape especially, uh, <laughs> Discord, and then Twitter at AnonymousXIV, lore forums, pretty much anywhere good lore discussions happening. And Rook. Yes, you can still find me currently everywhere, Bird of Chess. Uh, very soon, that's going to be changing to Rookery, though, R-O-O-K-U-R-I, so keep an eye out and don't panic if you see the change. Uh, but you can mostly find me on Twitch, YouTube, talking on podcasts like this, or over on Twitter. And if you want, you can email us here at the show directly, Radio at gamerscape.com. You can find us on Twitter at Radio, and you can also find us uh, on all the things at Gamerscape. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord, discord.gg slash gamerescape. You can join our uh, 14 discussions. We will probably, at some point here, coming up, have a big, huge, lore, spoilery channel for Endwalker. So if you are going through and you need to geek out with some people, that'll be a good place to go. Uh, no show next week, because uh, we will be out for Thanksgiving here in uh, North America. But... The week after US. that, U.S. Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to like. I'm like that doesn't sound right, but yeah, all right, yeah, no, U.S. Uh, the week after that, I believe that's December fourth. Rook has a very special episode that she's gonna lead us with. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, talking <laughs> I about. Where I was like, oh, do I? Just do sure. I? What am I talking about? Uh oh, we actually have it. We have the uh, we have a couple new emotes in the in the in the chat now too. So we have our our Nautilus emote. We are good and ready to go for this lore crafting show. So uh, <laughs> join us again December fourth. I think it's the fourth. Yes, December fourth for that. Um, and we will see everybody then. Have a great week. We're gonna let Moose go. Moose is gonna be over on Mog Talk here. So uh, we're gonna let him go, and we'll be throwing a host to them in a minute. So. Uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking around, and have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. It was so nice to, like, officially meet you. I feel like I can, like, 
stop lurking and actually engage in your channel now. I'm visiting all <laughs> the time. Fine. Lurking is fine. Lurking is fine. Yes. Remember, a recipe reborn. Go check it out. And, yeah, a recipe uh, reborn is where I'm at. Everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. In the past, and mainly Twitch and Twitter. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out today, and we will see you later.